What's happening, Connected fam? I hope you have all had a lovely week since we last hung out. Today we are going to talk about pegs and the battle of the will. And um, yeah, how every time I hang out the clothes, it seems like there's a an object lesson to be found as I'm trying to strategically move my clothes pegs around. So let's have a little chat about yeah, the battle that happens with our will, and I would almost say pretty much every single day. All right, let's begin. All right, I don't have a shout out today, so I'm going to give a shout out to just everyone, everyone that's joining today. Thanks for choosing to listen to my podcast. Thank you for choosing to hang out with me and see what I have to say for this week. It's always a real, like, humbling privilege to just um, see all the download numbers. Uh, For those who know, I don't look at um, my analytics very often because sometimes online validation can really mess with your head. So I try not to look at it and I haven't looked at my analytics for probably a month now. And last time I checked, I was like, yeah, I was really thankful for just the increase in downloads, which means that there's more people that are finding this podcast beneficial for them they're finding it to be a blessing and yeah it's it's so exciting to just see the the community grow uh, for like it seemed like forever I had like 12 downloads as um yeah the people that were listening which I could technically work out about seven of those 12 people and just to see how much the podcast has grown in two years is really quite overwhelming and Um, something I'm really thankful for. So thank you to everyone that listens. Thank you to everyone that recommends the podcast as well. Um, I guess that's that's the main way that people discover um, that they can have this type of information and this type of content around for them. I just, I, someone um, added me or followed me on Instagram and I just sent them a message because I try to send a personal message to everyone that follows I've probably started doing that maybe since the end of last year um I'll probably like from November you know October November uh, any new follows on Instagram I would just send them a message to thank them for following and um you know give some appreciation for whatever work they're doing online and Just last week, there was someone who was like, I just found your podcast. I had no idea it existed. So there is also a lot of people that are just, yeah, God's guiding them and they're randomly finding the podcast. But I guess if we can recommend it to people, there's just um, the opportunity that they can access this community earlier rather than later. So yeah, thank you to those who do listen and, and please recommend because, yeah, it might be exactly what someone was needing. So today we're going to talk about um, something that that I was doing. So for those who aren't familiar with just the style of my podcast, I generally tend to speak about things that God impresses on my mind when I'm just doing life. So, yeah, God speaks to me through different situations or sometimes there's situations in my day where I'm like, God, why did that just happen? Like I know that there was a divine purpose for that interaction for me observing what I just observed um, or 
something just really speaks to me. So one of the things that really spoke to me, and this is a podcast episode idea that God gave me like ages ago. This would have to be close to like a year ago. But anyway, I I was scrolling through the topics this morning. I was like, okay, let's do that one. Was so okay. So we've we've always had people stay with us. It feels like we for probably about five years we were not on our own as in just my husband and my two daughters there was people living with us they were either with us for three months six months two years so we just there was a period where we just yeah had to live with people for different reasons and so with that obviously comes you just don't do life normally or maybe the house doesn't function normally because you're catering for other people and then we're all trying to you know live together and work together and all that sort of stuff so in one of those moments where we had people staying with us okay I'm going to explain to you first how Australian clotheslines are so when we hang out our clothes to dry so we have oh I should have checked I was supposed to check before it's called the Hills Hoist. Let me just double check that that is the name of it. Now, I believe could be totally wrong. Yes, so a Hills Hoist rotary clothesline, okay? And I believe this is an Australian design. I believe that this is like a common Australian. It's like Vegemite, like it is 100% Australian, 100% loved and embraced by Australians I don't know how other people hang their clothes all around the world but if I let's visualize okay so I'm going to try and explain to you what this clothesline looks like for those who don't know imagine a square and you have two diagonal lines that are going across that square so from one corner from one corner diagonally across to the other corner and and that is done twice so two lines going across so basically you've you've cut this square or divided this square and formed four triangles okay I hope that makes sense so a square with two diagonal lines creating this division of four triangles to make up this one square shape now where those diagonal lines meet or where they intersect imagine that there's a pole coming down on that and that pole is cemented into the ground. So now you're kind of visualizing this idea of like an umbrella where you've got the handle where you hold and then whatever it is, the shape that's at the top of the umbrella, like a kind of circle looking thing. So it's like that. There's like a center pole and then this square that has four divisions is at the top. <clears throat> so what happens is this great design is that um, the post is obviously cemented into the ground, but this top square that is divided into four triangles spins. So it has the, the capability of spinning. When the clothes is on the line, it will spin and the clothes just dries way quicker. Now, that is what everyone generally thinks the benefit of this rotary clothesline is but I'm going to add an additional thing which is what I believe <laughs> was the intention of the design of this rotary clothesline is that you can stand in one point and you can sew each 
So there's like seven lines of cable that basically go around from the perimeter of this square. It goes around, wraps around, you know, 360 degrees around that, well, around the four sides of this square. And then you have another set of line or wire that is offset it in towards the center where you run another, you know, perimeter of clothesline cable. And then you offset back into the center again. And so you basically have seven lines of clothesline that you can hang on that go around this square. I hope that makes sense. So you don't just hang clothes on the outside of this square. You then step in and you can hang another line of clothes and you step in and you hang another line of clothes. So what would it, I can't even, I can't even tell you what it would look like. Okay. So anyway, so you hang on the outside line and then you have like about another, I don't know if, yeah, maybe it is like seven, seven other lines that are offsetted closer to the middle. Now, because it's a triangle, the outside square of those divisions is the biggest, is the widest. So it's, it's, I don't know, I wish I could be really technical and mathematical and tell you what that outside bit of the triangle is, but it's the widest bit of that triangle, which makes the exterior sides of this square is the longest area that you can hang on from then on because you're offsetting back into this center where all these triangles meet it just gets shorter and shorter and shorter as you offset them in closer to the middle okay so my theory is this you stand in one spot with your bag of clothes or your bucket of clothes whatever it is that you put your clothes in after you wash it you stand in one spot and you hang your item and then you spin it slightly. You spin this clothesline a little bit and you hang the next thing. You spin it, you hang, you spin it, you hang. And so you go all the way around this outside perimeter, which is the biggest sections. And then if you run out of that, which in my house, it takes two loads to fill that up. So you take one load and then it takes probably two thirds of a second load to fill up that out exterior perimeter of this square before you have to step in and do the second line of clothes, <laughs> the second row of cabling to hang the rest of your clothes. Okay, if I've lost you, just Google Hills Hoist clothesline and you'll get the idea of what I'm trying to talk about. Okay, maybe pause it and do that now so that you, the rest of this podcast makes sense. So I hang on the outside and then make my way in if I have to. Now, I will admit it's probably not the most comfortable way of doing it because once you have to step in, you're sort of dodging the clothes that is on the outside perimeter. But generally that doesn't happen very often unless you're going to do like three loads of clothes in one day, one after the other. Um, where what normally happens with me, because our, where we live is so hot, I will hang out the, let's do, let's say I do two loads, two full loads. So if I do a large load and a small load, it all fits on the outside. Anyway, do a large, let's say I do two large loads, I hang them up. The way I hang them, I hang them so that they dry really quickly. So I hang everything off like just the tips of the t-shirts, the tips of the pants, the tips of everything. 
So by the time my my third load is done, which is generally like in an hour, that's just the way my, my machine is really slow. Anyway, it's a front loader. Front loaders? Uh, okay, let's not talk about front loaders. All right, moving on. So by the time the third load is done and I come out to hang that, my outside first two loads are already dry. So what I do is I go around, I stand in one spot again, and I take the clothes off, I take it off, I spin it, I take it off, I spin it. So I don't even move around, I don't even walk. And then once I've taken that off, then I put on this third load. So I very rarely find myself having to hang on the second set of clothes cabling and having to dodge the outside clothing. Anyway, that's actually not what I'm talking, going to be talking about, but kind of I will be. So when we've had people stay with us, they hang their clothes very differently. So I hang on the outside perimeter. Some people will take the divisions that are created, these triangular divisions that are created within that clothesline, and they will hang within a triangular section, which means they start from the very, from the inside where that pole is, that center pole is, and they'll hang on the shortest uh, line of cabling and they'll make their way out to the perimeter, which makes sense because you're not dodging the clothes as you go out, if that makes sense. Whereas if you started from the ins- from the outside <clears throat> of the triangle and made your way in, you sort of kind of, it, it's more uncomfortable. But anyway, so we have had people that hang on the triangular section of the clothesline and I hang on the outside. Now, in addition to that, just to complicate this whole situation even more, we've had people that like to take the pegs off the clothesline when they get their clothes off. And then I am the type of person, I just leave my pegs on. I'm just very quick. I've, I've learned to master being very quick at picking the peg off the clothesline and putting it straight back onto the clothes when I peg. So I can do that really close. It's actually way faster for me because I've gotten used to that, it's way faster for me to keep the peg on and just move it as I'm hanging clothes. Okay, so sometimes I have gone to hang clothes, depending on how people hang their clothes, I've gone to hang clothes and there've been no pegs. And so I've had to put pegs back on and that takes really long for me. Not only that, then you have people, which is, this is my husband, so when he hangs clothes out, he hangs clothes in a triangle, but he leaves pegs on. So what he does is he'll steal the pegs, and I say he steals because only because I hang more than him, so we're just going to make it like as though my way is the right way, but it really isn't. It just makes so much sense to me. So he will steal pegs from the outside perimeter which is where I hang, and he'll move them over into this triangular section. So then when I go to hang, I have to steal pegs from these triangles and put them back out on the on the in like on the outside perimeter because I have no pegs to hang things with because they've all been moved into one triangle, which is a little frustrating, which is probably just as frustrating for him. Because when I'm trying to spin bin close around and I'm at the opposite end of the triangle where he's put all the pegs I have to spin the clothesline half the way through so I can actually reach the peg get the peg spin it all the way around and then put it on where there's a gap to hang the clothes okay if your brain is just a little overwhelmed right now let's just pause and reflect on 
the beauty of today. Um, okay, so that's what's happened. And so now we obviously don't have anyone staying with us. So we don't have this um, backwards and forwards of no pegs or on the line or pegs on the line. And we don't really have so much other issues with triangles, except for my husband and I. So when my husband helps me with the loads of washing, um, which he does quite a bit, so thank you to my husband, um, we have this constant battle of pegs in a triangle or pegs on the perimeter, which is just as frustrating for him as it is for me. Um, so I'm not making it like it's, you know, he's got to do what I need to do. But I guess every week, you know, multiple times a week, there is this backwards and forwards of pegs in a triangle, pegs on the perimeter. And at some point, you know, I even thought to myself, I'm like, okay, should I just like give up and just let him do triangles and then I'll just start doing triangles? It just did, does not make sense to me. Like it honestly, like I just feel it's such a quick way. I don't even move. Like I stand in one spot. If I do triangles, I'm going to have to walk towards the middle of where the post is, start hanging and literally on the smallest section of cabling, the one closest to the wire, you can probably only fit one t-shirt. So you fit one t-shirt, then you've got to step back two steps, hang the next one, which is probably maybe double that. So you can probably hang like two t-shirts, maybe a third t-shirt on the next one. Then you've got to step back to move the buck, move the bucket with you as well. So you're moving back with the bucket too. Then on the next one, you probably can hang five t-shirts and then you move back and you can hang more. So it just doesn't make sense. So here we are constantly moving pegs backwards and forwards. He takes his, I take mine back. <laughs> then we do that all over again every single week. And we've done that for the past, we've been here, we've been in this particular house for 15 years. And as I was having this moment where I'm like, you know what, I really should just surrender um, my idea of what we're supposed to do with these pegs. I realized, you know what, like this is literally what we do with God every day. Every day we're moving pegs around. One, I think it's because we just want things done our way. I would love my husband to hang clothes outside on the perimeter. And I'm sure he would love for me to hang clothes in a triangle one he wouldn't have to be moving pegs I wouldn't have to be moving pegs and at some point someone's going to be like you know what I give up like have it your way kind of thing um and I really was strongly impressed as I'm literally hanging out the clothes and getting all frustrated because I'm having to find pegs from all these different triangles oh the other thing is he doesn't like have one triangular section so he'll just pick a triangular section. So you'll have pegs scattered, like you'll have like five pegs in one triangle and then 20 in another and then, you know, 10 in another. So they're literally just dispersed everywhere. Um, so I was, as I was, you know, trying to steal pegs back, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, God, I feel I do this to you every day. We fight against whose will is right and obviously God's will is always right but I guess that there's I think we have in the in the refinement process I feel that there are moments in which we honestly and sincerely think that our way is the best way there is an element of not wanting to surrender to God 
that is purely just, oh, I just feel like this, this works, this, this makes sense. And then there's a part of us that is just like, I don't want to, like, no, there's a part of me that does not want to go to triangles because I'm convinced this, this hills hoist clothesline has been designed to be used the way that I use it. I just, I'm, I'm like, that's why the thing spins. But in the same, in that same, you know, sentence, I can admit that it's still functional the way that my husband chooses to hang his clothes or, or the way that other people have chosen to. I see a lot of, it makes sense to take the pegs off the clothesline. So as much as I love the way that I do things, like there comes a point where I, I also have to admit that, you know what, I don't know if I can honestly say with 100% assurance that m- their way is wrong or that my way is right. And, and God, with God, I feel there are some areas in our lives where we're moving pegs around. One, because we sincerely just think that our way is better, whatever that is. Whatever it is that we think is better, the way that I interact with people, the way that I respond, the way that I react, the way that I think, um, whatever it is, we just sincerely think this is okay. This is actually functional. It serves a purpose. It's working for us, whatever. And then there's other things we're just like, God, you know what? No, I don't want to do it your way. I actually prefer doing it my way, regardless of this is the way that it was designed to function, regardless of this is the way um, that my personality was supposed to be or whether it wasn't supposed to be like this. I'm just going to keep going like that. And I feel that at some point, surrender, and in the context of the application that I've given, surrendering to the pegs. Yeah, it may feel like I've been defeated. It may feel like I've given up or I've let Stevie have his way or I've let him um, win in the sense. It may feel like that, but I will have to admit that if I do give up, if I do let Stevie win, when I go to hang my clothes out, I'm not going to be dealing with the fact that there's pegs scattered all over our clothesline. I will be able to just go and hang clothes and just be like, we're working together, like we both are doing things the same way. And and there comes a degree of like peace and there comes a degree of like happiness in just knowing that we're just we're we're doing this the same way, like we're doing this together, rather than constantly going to the clothesline and being like, Great, here are the pegs scattered all over the place and now I've got to grab all these pegs and move them over. Like I think if there was some sort of unity in the way that we hang our clothes, it would automatically remove so many other negative, I I guess negative thoughts or um, maybe having a dominating opinion or trying to be right. It would remove a lot of stuff. If if I just got to a point where I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to hang my clothes in triangles, in the triangular sections. And I feel the same comes with our Christian walk. Like if, if we just surrendered, whether, whether we do it out of just being stubborn and proud 
or whether we really are challenged and it just things don't make sense like God's calling us to do something in a different way but it just doesn't make sense to us so we just keep going our way even though we know that God clearly knows much more than what we do Uh, clearly God is much smarter than us um, and clearly God knows what is best for us like I think if we got to a point with certain battles in our life uh, certain things that we are trying to hold on to that God is inviting us to relook at uh, to reevaluate to reassess to try hey let's I'm going to give you an example okay so I'm going to give you a really practical example so when our daughters get angry for something or they're upset or whatever it is, you know, maybe they're just being like rude kids. There's a tendency for me and most parents to be like, okay, go to your room and when you're ready, come out. You know, when you've got a different attitude, when you're going to be happy and when you're going to be, you know, whatever, come back. There's a tendency to remove the situation and find the easiest most convenient, less emotionally draining option of dealing with that particular situation, which in my case would be like, hey, you know what? You're a little worked up right now. I don't think you're understanding that I need you to whatever, calm down, stop yelling, whatever it is. Can you please go to your room? God has really been challenging me, especially when the girls are losing it. Like there's moments where they're just being disrespectful. There are moments when they're just annoyed and there's moments when they're angry, but there's moments as well where they're just like losing it. Like I, I am literally like, this thing is escalating real quick and I'm trying to keep calm and collected right now, but any minute now, if this thing gets any worse, if, if what they're saying, the way that they're talking gets any worse, I am literally going to be like, go to your room and don't come out. Um, God has really been calling to my heart. In those moments, he's like, just go give them a hug. And, you know, some parents may be doing this. And I honestly, I'm like, guys, that that's such, such a godly way of approaching that particular situation that like, honestly, keep it up. There is such a, there's such a strong conviction. I don't even, it's not even conviction because I don't know if I'm completely convicted on it in the sense that I'm not ready to accept it. Not that it's not of God, not that that is what God is calling me. I'm, com- I'm very confident that God is impressing on my heart to deal with these situations in this way. But I don't think I'm ready to surrender my will and be like, okay, God, from here on, when my kids have been absolute brats, when they're like literally just throwing daggers at me, I'm going to walk over to them with all the knives in my heart (laughs) and hug them and push that dagger in a little bit further in. Um, God's really calling me to do that. And, And in the moment, I will say, I forget that that's what God's calling me to do. I don't think I'm completely like, oh, that's right. God wants me to hug her right now. Let me go over. There isn't that in the moment. I literally just forget that God has been trying to convince me to try this as an option to dealing with them when they just are like a mess. And so because I'm not completely convicted on it and the re- there's reasons why I'm not convicted on it. One, 
you know, it's just, I've never been dealt with like that. Therefore I'm like, no, I am not ready to deal with someone like that. There's a degree of vulnerability because I'm going to go and hug this kid and she'll be like, go away, you know, push me away. There's so many things that they will, I know they will react when I go to hug them because I've tried other things. Um, so I like try and smile at them and I try and make them laugh or whatever. And they just, it doesn't, it doesn't produce a real positive response. Other ways that I've tried to deal with the situation other than go to your room and come out when you've got a change of attitude. Um, so that is one thing where I feel I'm, I'm battling. I'm, I'm moving the pegs around with God. Like he's like, come on, like try this option. And I'm like, "Mm, let me just keep going with the way I've been doing it for the last, you know, 12 years. So that's, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. There's, there's situations where God has a better option, but we're just one taking the one that we're just used to the one that's most comfortable, most convenient, because it's quicker for me to just, you know, spin and, and hang the clothes rather than stepping into the triangle. And then there's situations where I just don't want to. Like, God, I fully trust that that is a better option, that's a better alternative to what I'm doing right now, but I just don't want to go that way. Um, So, yeah, I just pray and hope that whatever it is that you're battling with God, maybe there's some backwards and forwards going on um, with him um, and specific situations in your life. I just, yeah... I hope that we can all get to a point where we're just like, you know what, God, if you're hanging the clothes in a triangle, let me trust that you know a lot more than what I do. Um, Let me trust that if you're calling me to an alternative to what I'm doing right now, to what I'm resorting to right now, and this comes in all aspects, like honestly... Um, for you, you guys all know that, you know, me and social media, we have like a love hate relationship. Like if God is calling me to not resort to social media for certain things, like, let me trust that God knows what he's doing. Like, let me not go backwards and forwards, but, oh, but you know, I need to do a ministry post or let me not try and like bargain with God to convince him that his option is still not the better option or, um, whatever it is, your stuff. Like I could, I could literally go through all my stuff right now. But let's let's not do that. Let's not make it one of those episodes. Let us let us trust that the designer of the clothesline knows exactly how this thing was designed to function. The designer of the heels hoist. I wish I could ask him the question: whether was the clothes supposed to be hung in sections? Or was it supposed to be hung on the outside perimeter and you walk away in? I wish I could ask them. Um, Because there's obviously an intention that was made. There's an intention with design. Um, As an interior designer myself, like there's an intention as to why we put everything where we put, uh, why we move walls around and why we design certain spaces with certain dimensions and certain allowances between like... Every bit of design has intentionality. And I feel that with God, it's exactly the same thing. Everything that he has designed, there's intentionality to it. There's a function, there's a purpose to it. And if we can just surrender our will and accept that if he is calling us to something other than what we are resorting to, 
It's because he's designed that with a function. His options and his alternatives are always better because he designed us and he knew what was the best option for us. We just have to trust him. All right, until next week, you know, let me know what you do with your pegs. Do you take them off the line or do you keep them on the line? And yeah, I guess can we stop... Can we stop moving God's pegs around and just trust that, you know what? Surrendering to his will is always going to be the best for us. Not only in this life, but for eternity. All right, so until next week, my prayer, my hope, and my desire is that you stay warm in God's love, that you stay cool for Jesus' name. And may we stay surrendered with the prompting of the Holy Spirit to follow the design of the designer and... um. Yeah, trust that he knows exactly why he is calling us to follow his will because his intentions and his desire and his desires are always for the best. They're the most functional option. Um, all right, thanks for joining me. Thanks for hanging out with me. Um, I can't wait to hang out with you again next week. So we'll see you then. Okay, ciao.